1: Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit robblack.com. robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth.
2: Let's talk a little bit more about the hottest thing in investing, artificial intelligence. I'm going to change the name of my podcast to Rob Black AI Show.ai. <laughs> Nope. It's I make fun of this because back in 2000, I was working uh, maybe 98. I was working in radio, and one of the sponsors for the radio station came to me, and he wanted to buy an interview on the show. And I was like, I can have you on. I don't want to do a paid infomercial. And his whole stick was, if you're not a dot com, and he he had a nerdy voice, if you're not a dot com, you're a dot nothing. So every company tried to change their name to dot-com on some levels. Amazon now has gone the opposite and changed from Amazon.com to just Amazon. The roots of artificial intelligence go all the way back to the late 1950s when computers started to become much, 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 much more powerful. The proliferation of AI stocks hasn't come until much, much more recently. So we have the theory And we have this slow burn development on AI. And 2023 is the year of AI. If 2022 is the year of inflation. 2020, the year of COVID. Like, do you see how we work in this industry? Do you know what 2001 was? In July and August. I know you're thinking 9-11. Well, that's not what the year started off as. In July and August of 2001, it was the year of the shark. Every news story on CNN, MSNBC, Fox was like, young boy in Florida gets bit by a shark. There was like seven to 11 shark attacks that summer. I'm not, I don't know if I'm quite right on that. But the banner graphics on the newscast were year of the shark. Okay, so everything has a slight different year. But this is the year of AI. The launch of chat GPT in late November was certainly a watershed event. This could be on par with Netscape's browser or Apple's iPhone. This is big, and it's going to be very investable for a very long period of time. We're talking the investments in AI. ChatGPT has allowed millions of people to get firsthand experience with the benefits of AI. It's funny. It's goofy. Um, ChatGPT really kind of has a feel of, of being more human-like. I asked it for a list of investment or how to invest during a recession. And I'll be honest with you, it wasn't a bad answer. And I, I didn't see that one coming. The old Google search would have given me uh, 25 search results with the first five being ads where it's like, oh, this this guy's uh, business is talking about investing during a recession or, oh, Morgan Stanley says here on invest in a recession. And, you know, a little bit further down is America Express's auto how to invest and you're like, whoa, who do I trust? ChatGPT gives you one freaking fracking answer. One. AI has always had massive utility for businesses. But with the growing popularity of generative AI like ChatGPT, consumers are realizing its utility in augmenting day to day activities. With AI in the mainstream, we can expect a sizable boost in business adoption to follow suit. I want to go over some more stocks with AI. And you are going to need to consult a broker advisor for on anything ever mentioned on this show always. I don't know you. There is risk in investing. I think there's more risk in, in buying a home when you're taking on a $600,000 loan than there is when you're buying $6,000 of a share of a company. But why are we talking AI? Let's, let's go back to the basics one more time. The AI market is expected to grow from $118 million this year. Last year, 300 billion by the year 2026. That's more than doubling in four years. So these are some more of the companies that I'm looking at. Alterix, ticker symbol, AYX. It's large data sets are messy. There are gaps missing, uh, missing items. There's outliers, there's biases. AI is only as good as data in, data out. So anyone who collects data, data sets, and if you don't know what a data set is, go Google it or go ask Chet CPD, what is a data set? To deal with this, automation tools help out. One of the best AI stocks in this category is Alteryx, ticker symbol AYX. The company has built a comprehensive platform that is based on years of research and development, as well as smart acquisitions. It works with any data source, whether enterprise applications, warehouses, robotic, robotic process automation, or file doc systems. They include data preparation, blending, and enrichment. Again, stupid in, stupid out. Good data in, good data out. That's probably going to be the phrase that pays for AI for many, many years. There's a company called Sentinel One, here's symbol S. A recent Gartner survey of chief investment officers says the cybersecurity is the top priority. About 66% of respondents indicated they plan to increase spending on the technology in 2023. So increased spending is like a rule in real estate. Buy in an area where there's jobs and there's adding more jobs because it's going to create more increased spending. That's going to help your home value. Same thing as an investor. If you look at where corporations, S&P 500 companies, Fortune 500 companies are putting their dollars, a lot of money is going into security. One of the best AI stocks right now is Sentinel-1, ticker symbol S. Founded in 2013, the company has built the Singularity XDR platform. It's kind of an autonomous security system. It monitors endpoints, cloud workloads, the Internet of Things, and cloud containers for potential threats. System will quick problems quickly. Duolingo, ticker symbol D-U-O-L, D-U-O-L. Carnegie Mellon University professor Louis von Ahn and his students came up with the idea. They wanted a much more affordable way for people to learn languages. 30. This was something that von Ahn experienced while growing up in Guatemala. The timing is fortuitous because it's the emergence of mobile platforms from Apple and Alphabet companies. Use the technology for all key parts of Duolingo. We're talking AI and much, much more. 2023, the year of AI. (laughs) At least that's what we're saying right now. Things could change. Could be the year of the shark. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial.
1: Don't want to work forever? Check out the retirement planning guide on robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Powered by EP Wealth.
2: Let's talk AI. Artificial intelligence. 2023 is quickly turned into the year of AI. 2022 was the year of the recession, 2020, the year of the pandemic, you see how we tend to like lumping things together, right? The AI craze has sent some stocks soaring 300%. There's five plus categories. I want to go over them with you. I want to go over what I know about AI and how I can help. It's been percolating since the 1950s, but it seems to really be coming quickly in 2023.
0: Danger, Will Robinson, danger.
2: There's a lot of interest. I would refer to it as widespread interest. Chat GPT and AI chatbot launched in November of 22 by OpenAI. The application has been making rounds on social media with people testing it out for everything from recipes, diagnosing patients, to writing resumes to coming up with a list for how to invest during a recession. 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 Um, I'm not against thematic ETFs. Other than to say they are going to carry risk and probably the way I would approach AI investing. if I was a 25 year old man is I would maybe five, 10% of my assets going into an ETF. We'll talk about that. Some people don't want to be left out. Some people don't want to miss the buzz. When you see Microsoft add billions and billions of dollars to their market cap because of chatbot AI open AI um, you get it. C3.ai, an AI software provider, announced it would incorporate ChatGPT GPT into its enterprise product offerings. Its stock has shot up 35% on that news alone. There was times in my young 20s when I was kind of new to the investing world and the dot-com investing era. And I'd go on vacation. Like a three-day vacation turn it into a five-day weekend and i would come back and look at the markets and i'd be like wow i went up a lot because i own network solutions they registered dot the com names eventually sold to GoDaddy. i think i could be wrong on that because it was 25 years ago when there used to be a show called dot com now the show is called dot ai new technology is usually expensive it's buggy it's hard to figure out but improves and cheapens As adoptions go more widespread, thematic investing is done with the understanding of stages of adoption referred to as the S curve. There's five stages with growth cycles, including the innovators, early adopters, early majority, late majority, and finally the laggards. With the recent buzz, AI is on people's uh, early adopter page. Meaning there's still 80 to 85% of the market to penetrate in terms of growth opportunities. If you haven't played with AI, you're not there yet. So you're you're more mid-cycle. I've played with it and it makes some glaring mistakes and I don't want to underestimate because I want to talk about the thematic approach of this. Is it going to be all that in a bucket of chicken? For some, yes. Early adoption could mean higher returns for investors. It also carries higher risk. The earlier you are on a new technology... The more the risk. Digital cities want it to be something big in the dot com world and it didn't make it. I have a book on my desk that I chuckle, and I used to actually read it on air. And it's called F Apostrophe D Companies. And it was all not all, but it was over a hundred of the companies that came out during the dot com era that failed that we invested in, that we were excited about. I think the biggest one that I look back at, and we know like um, Webvan was too early on. It's it's now Instacart. The logistics weren't there yet. The intelligence wasn't there yet. It was too blunt of an instrument to get groceries delivered to your home. But my favorite dot-com failure was a company that was trying to create smells through the internet. I know, I know, I know you're saying, oh, man, someone must have been really high at Berkeley and came up with that one. And the answer is ding, 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 (laughs) ding. So with any innovative technology, we're talking AI. It's expensive and it takes time to play out. Higher interest rate environments, recessions can kill it. It could throw a wrench in a small company's plan. Lower interest rates, venture capitalists are like, who wants money? We're giving away to any company that says the word AI. Higher interest rates venture capital companies are like, who has a profitable business plan who's made money and has AI in the name? So it's a different world. Don't be fooled by the simple two letter acronym AI is a lot more complicated than it sounds. There's an ETF called Quantum. It's not really called Quantum, but that's how I look at the ticker symbol. The Defiance Quantum ETF. It launched in 2018. It's a basket of over 70 stocks covering four major sectors that support AI functions. If anyone wants a copy of a research article that I was looking at over the last week, drop me an name of rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow.com. And put in the tagline, request for AI article. What's unique about ETFs right now is they do get you diversification, but they're also really good at getting you a research. Anytime you buy a publicly traded mutual fund or a publicly traded ETF, you could see the holdings and that's pretty cool. So a fund that's dedicated to artificial intelligence, some would also call quantum computing. You can can get all the research that Wall Street has to offer. Maybe over the weekend, I'll look for mutual funds that uh, have the word AI or quantum computing in them and I'll order the... Prospectus and I'll read more about what they think is important. I'm not smarter than you. I'm just going to outwork you. I'm not going to be chomping on buffalo wings. Okay, well, maybe I'll be chomping on some buffalo wings. So anytime real-time data is required, such as surgeries where robots are involved, um, data and prior research can proceed within seconds so that both the robot and the surgeon know exactly what to do. Quantum computing also feeds into driverless cars like Tesla's self-driving function, which requires sensory data at a rapid pace, allowing a vehicle to maneuver around moving objects. You know, one area that I've I've learned that uh, self-driving really fails at potholes. Stocks from the ETF that I'm talking about, quantum tech, just reading off a whole list Renesas, Electronic, Mitsubishi; these are all Japanese companies. Toshiba, MediaTek, Tech, Asus, Tech—some Korean names thrown in. But Booz Allen, BlackBerry, Honeywell, Infineon, Lockheed Martin, Microchip, MKS Instruments, Northrop Grumman, Nokia, in the E Corp, Orange—all publicly traded companies. So, you're going to have to do some research to say, do I want the ETF that covers everything? And this is not the perfect ETF for artificial intelligence. This is not the, oh, we're going to do the chatbots. This is much bigger than that, but it shows you how big the world is. So, quantum computing is one area of artificial intelligence. Another area of artificial intelligence would be machine learning. Making up 21% of the waiting rate now. An application of AI that allows a computer to learn from historical data without direct instruction. This makes AI more accurate at predicting outcomes over time.
1: Visit the Rob Black Show online at robblackshow.com. Listen to archived podcasts, market updates and information from EP Wealth's Certified Financial Planners online at robblackshow.com.
2: Let's dig a little deeper into AI. AI is a serious contender, so says Morgan Stanley. Something suggests that chat GPT mania is not another investment fad you want a list of AI stocks, and this is not my list, I found a good piece that went over 75 AI investment ideas, starting with a tie into an ETF, and it covered the five major categories of AI. This is what I would refer to as theme investing, and it can be very dangerous because if it, it loses its luster, it falls apart. But in the past, AI, not not AI, but theme investing has shown us things like the dot-com era. And a lot of people feel like they missed out. I think there's a lot of small caps that are going to show quite compelling arguments of why you may want them. But in in reality, they may not make profits ever. There's going to be some huge stock blowups, and there's going to be some disappointed investors when that happens. Quantum computing is super important under, to understand how it's integral to the AI's development because it optimizes its ability to function to, on quicker and allows for processing complex pieces of information at super high speeds. You want your surgeon, who's never like, great, great example. Um, you know Airbnbs, right? And this is not a knock on Aaron B&B in any way, shape, or form. But on my son's soccer team, he had a friend whose sister, whose family went to Tahoe. And the sister got in the hot tub and sat on a jet. But it wasn't a jet she sat on. It was suction. And it pulled her intestines out of her butt. And she got flown to a hospital where two emergency doctors were like, I've never seen this. And one guy goes, I saw I saw I saw this done on YouTube. And he put her intestines back in. he knew how to do it. He didn't kill her. And the girl's healthy, normal. But that's one case where learning on the fly isn't good unless you have some sort of history of it happening before. And it, this was the AI out of the guy's head. I've seen this before. Can you imagine being a surgeon in an emergency room surgery? You're like, let's find crazy surgeries. I guess it may be exactly. Oh, my, my, my. Second biggest subsector of AI is machine learning, making up part of the application that allows a computer to learn from historical data without direct instruction. It becomes more accurate at predicting outcomes over time. When I get in my car now at noon, it says, do you want to go to the same place you go to lunch every day? When I get in my car around three, it says, do you want to go pick up your kid at school? Because it's seen that I've done that numerous times. Big data and cloud compo- computing account for a smaller chunk. While big data is used for different technologies, it enables AI to work with massive data sets in its machine language process, um, machine language learning process. It identifies patterns for predictive, predicative models. Um, there's AI chips. These are the semiconductors, staples of the innovation because they're the hardware element. During the downturn in 2022, I added or I created a position in Nvidia, And it's probably to my number one play right now on AI. Consult broker advisor are taking action on anything I ever mention on the show. The GPU and other hardware is a segment. The AI chips is a segment. The big data and cloud computing is a segment. Machine learning is a segment. And quantum computing is a segment. And like I've been saying is you can get an investment in quantum computing. There's an ETF. I think ETFs and mutual funds are a great resource for finding data on a sector that you may find intelligent or that you may say, I think there's something there. But back to uh, what I started this segment with was Morgan Stanley saying there's something there that suggests chat GPT mania is not another investment fad. Investors scramble for profit uh, from emerging trends. And whether it's the meme stocks where everyone's like, I'm going to jump on a meme stock. If everyone else is doing it, I'm going to do it. If it's the cannabis industry, if it's the dot-com era, Morgan Stanley saying that their research team, that clearly is the year of 2023 is saying it's all about AI. But it's not going to be a a blip. The cannabis industry is kind of in a blip because we still don't have federal laws that are, are are standardized enough for small businesses to get into the industry. Strategists argue that AI is a serious contender for the key theme of 2023. For sure. It's going to be, I think, I think be like how I couch that. It's too afraid to say for sure. Um, but Microsoft adding $10 million into an investment in OpenAI, which is the creator of ChatGPT, which reached 1 million users and 100 million site views faster than any other platform in history. This is for real. Like, you know, when you get some member of the opposite Zach, and she goes, is that for real? And you go, that's for real. This is for real. Technology is going to reshape pretty much every software category, so says CEO of Microsoft, Sadia Nadella. We're going to reimagine the search engine, the web browser, the new chat experiences. Google responded to Microsoft's ChatGPT launch with its own AI chatbot, BARD, which is powered by the advanced language model LA, LA, MDA. Release was overshadowed by errors, so it's not all there yet. And it's very costly. One company added billions to their market company. One company lost billions in their market cap. AI is going to get more sophisticated. This could be the catalyst that helps drive the sector into the next phase from casual users to your mom and dad using it and talking about it. The development of ai technology has been and should continue to be a boon for investors it will have warnings that it will replace jobs but you know what we have in start of 2023 record job openings and record low unemployment so we could lose some jobs it could lead to lower wages it could break capitalism 30. a lot of ifs and buts if ifs and buts were canyon nuts oh what a party you would have We like a copy of A basic introduction primer to AI. Drop me an email, rob at com. That's rob at com. Always consult a worker advisor for taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on this show. I'm Rob Black.
1: Questions about social security? Check out the Social Security Retirement Guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Powered by EP Wealth.
2: I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money invested, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you ever want to talk about, I'm going to do my best to talk about it with you. Let's talk a little stock market action. Today, I'm going to post a podcast on AI investing. Check it out anywhere you get podcasts at Spotify or Apple, for instance, is where I get most of my podcasts. If you have a great podcast that you want to share with me, please do. I'm finding some entertainment and downtime on some of the longer form conversations. I'm going to try to create a podcast in the near future that has less commercial breaks and more fluid, longer conversation. I don't know. I don't do it because I have to get the right guests if you know what I'm saying. It's not always the easiest thing to pull off. If you ever want to drop me an email, I'm easy to find. I'm out there, Rob at Rob Black Show dot com. It's Rob at RobBlackShow. dot com. Um, and if you want me to talk about something, give me a pitch. Tell me why you think it's important, and I will certainly take a look for you. Um, that's one thing I do like about this format. I think it creates a lot of answers for people. What did the balloon know, and when did the balloon know it? Does the balloon know who's going to win the Super Bowl? Are you using chat GPT to come up with a seven-layer dip this year? Have you cheese-proofed your couch? Have you cheese-proofed your dog? It's a good question. Yesterday was not a great day on the markets. Down day. Major indices are on track to close out the week in the red. If you were to point fingers, it's Alphabet, in my opinion. It's a big company. It's been slumping since its AI chatbot underperformed. There's also a lot of geopolitics going on. Defense leaders said yesterday that the Chinese balloon they shot down was a high tech spying machine capable of collecting communications. It is not the only one of its kind. The spy balloon was part of a massive balloon armada operated by the Chinese military that has snooped on other countries from high, high, ultra high altitudes. Chinese surveillance balloons have floated over more than 40 countries across five continents. I'm not bringing this up to fire up the Republicans or the Democrats. Not my thing. I'm saying it's uh, not average balloon. It's not weather research. Um, From what we're seeing, China's betting big on balloons as a way of getting research. They've been infusing our technology with new capabilities. It sounds weird, right? China's ballooning investments. Get it? Show the rising importance of near space to 21st century militaries. Near space, which lies 12 miles and 60 miles above the Earth. It's the unclaimed in-between layer of the atmosphere where commercial airlines can't fly. It's kind of interesting, right? Space. Nope. Not space. Near space. The final frontier. Uh, 20,000 people dead in Turkey and Syria from an earthquake. That is stunning. Is it appalling? I don't know. Nelson Peltz backed off Disney call a ceasefire from the activist investor. Ultimately saying, you know, Hey, we like what we see. And Iger listened to us and he's firing people. Disney yesterday said, there's gonna be a toy story five quick, honey, go get the milk jug. We're going to be milking this franchise longer. Not only that, there's gonna be a toy story five. but There's gonna be a frozen three and a Zootopia two. Do I like Disney for a long-term patient investor? I do. But it's all little work for either. But I I'm not going to mention on the show. IPOs are biggity-biggity back. gigity goo Biggity-biggity back. Um, last year was a bad year for IPOs. It was the lowest since 2016. Restaurant IPOs? Chinese company IPOs? I'm not seeing a lot of AI IPOs, but I would imagine they'll be coming. Um, Instacart. Epic Games and Fanatics are all considering IPOs. The one that's going to be interesting to me is Epic, maker of Fortnite. And that is still rocking. Hmm, what else do we need to get into? Um. Let's go into some market outlooks for the day. Let's see if I can't pull something up that's intelligible. Give me a uno momentero. <clears throat> I just had to print something, so my printer's all fired up. Okay, so here's what's happening today. Lingering since the market got overextended. January was a hot, hot month. Remember Buster Poindexter in the song "Feeling Hot, Hot, Hot." If the markets had continued what we were doing in January, we'd be up hundred plus percent for the year. Not good. Treasury yields remain elevated, keeping pressures on equities. Rising oil prices today after Russia said it cut productions by five hundred thousand barrels a day. In response to international sanctions, sanctions, uh, mega cap stocks are underperforming again after starting the year off glorious. Lift shares are getting swacked. Schwacked is a term you use if you hit a human being with a golf club because you're angry with them. You schwacked them. I've never hit a human being with a golf club. I've never swacked anything. Expedi, oh, so Lyft is down <clears> thirty percent. Um, I'm not going to say play the funeral dirge, but it, can we say Uber One? Lyft is still under the pandemic ridership. Uber's above it. On a recent vacation trip over the holidays, um, it, it's, the spouse turns to me. She goes, "You want me to order an Uber? We're no longer using the word Lyft." And I used to like Lyft on occasion because Uber was this kind of misogynistic company. They got into a bad, bad boy culture. And some of us like put our money where our mouth was and said, nope. They've changed CEOs and we're going to, we've come back to the business in large part because it seems better than Lyft. I don't know. Did they win my war? Maybe. The war's not over. It's never over. Expedia is down 8.6% today, earnings-driven loss. You know what's interesting about Expedia and Airbnb? I was reading some research on them, that with higher interest rates, they do really, really well. But in this case, Expedia missed their earnings in large part because of hurricane season, uh, bad weather across the East. They had people cancel vacations. So the revenue came in less than expected. But Expedia and Airbnb, when you book your vacation, typically you're charged, even if it's three months out, four months out. And you know what is gloriously sexy right now? Investments in in FDIC insured accounts. 4.25%, baby. My cash account, I think I'm remembering this correctly. I was looking at it yesterday. I know you're saying, you don't remember yesterday? Come on, people, give me a break. I wasn't looking at the number for being super important. Okay, here it is. I opened it up. Uh, yeah, so my cash count's got $197,000 in it. It earned $670 in interest last month. So, now, if I was at Airbnb or Expedia, and I have hundreds of millions of dollars of people's vacation money booked until we release it, until they release it to the owner or the airline, they're putting that money in, in the bank, and they're getting 4.25%. They're making a little bit more than $670. So thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for supporting the show. I want to mention I'm going to have some new seminars coming up on the East Bay with Stephanie Richmond. She's a CFP. I hope you come to it. It's going to be in the Lafayette area. I will announce that very, very soon. But you can reward me by coming to events like that. And when I say reward, I'm going to use that very, very lightly. Today, I'm putting up a podcast on artificial intelligence. You can go find it anywhere you get a podcast. I want to see those podcast numbers pop. I think I give you a pretty good idea on how to get some exposure without potentially getting too much exposure and too much risk. And if I were to cut to the chase and repeat it again, look for ETFs and mutual funds to do a lot of the heavy lifting on research for you. You don't have to hit a home run. You just have to be in the right sector. And then as you refine and learn more, like, for instance, my play on AI is NVIDIA. You should consult a worker advisor for taking action in the stocks ever mentioned on the show. Do I think NVIDIA has had a great run to the start of the year? Yes. Do I think Google's being punished too much because they messed up AI? Yes. Would I flip NVIDIA for Google? In my head, maybe consult a worker advisor for taking action in the stocks ever mentioned on the show. You know, the biggest gold coin in history is the size of a manhole cover. And someone thought that was a good idea. In 2012, the Austrian kangaroo one-ton gold coin you know, wouldn't that be great to have it in your back pocket? It's the size of a manhole cover. You're on a date tonight. It's a sexy night. You're like, my good bartender, my good waiter, here's a tip for you to flip him a manhole cover coin size. It's got a face value of a million Australian dollars, but it's estimated to be worth about 50 million Australian dollars. What is an Australian dollar? You with me? He gets me. It's like Canadian dollars have American dollar envy. Sorry Canada. Our dollars better than your dollar. Woohoo! Woohoo! I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. Find me online at Rob Black show, Twitter Rob Black show, YouTube Rob Black show. Let's get to retirement together.
1: For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com.